0: Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner, where we're enhancing your full stack of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Today, we're talking about the latest news and what's important to Australian business owners. So if you're not already, make sure that you're on the newsletter. Newsletter is designed to enhance your skills. Charlie sends it out every single week. So head over to fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter, put in your details and receive updates every time we drop a new episode. Now, before we get started, let's cue the disclaimer.
1: Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you to seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products.
0: All right, Charlie, looks like you're in a different background. What's going on? Have you, have you moved or is this just a new room in the house or a new desk position?
1: No, uh, you're absolutely on top of it, Grant. I mean, that's no surprise though. I mean, you've been <laughs> dealing with the carnage of me moving for the whole week, right? It's been a, a bit of a process and I think anyone who moves house, it's like seemingly an easy job, but there's just so much that goes into it. So yes, I have moved. Yes, I'm looking for the same things 10 times every day. I, I, and I'll, I'll give you an example of how it feels to move house. Um, if you're, uh, let's say, used to driving your car to maybe your mum's house or your parents' or work, right, you drive your car to the same place, you're just on autopilot, right? And I think a lot of people don't realise they're in autopilot on their, in their own home, but right? they know where everything is. But when you go to a new location or you drive to somewhere you've never been before, like suddenly you're like, you notice every street, like, oh, did I miss the turn? Is this the way? Like how much further? I feel. I feel like my whole life is like that at the moment. Like, there's a whole settling in process I'm uh, going through. I,
0: I, I do like that. It's funny when you said moving. All I could remember is like pitchforks in my ass. Just like, no, just don't don't want to deal with removalists. Like breaking desks and chairs and stuff.
1: It's never a great
0: experience.
1: I'll, I'll give you the the summary then. Um, like obviously, still people I get messages and stuff, and my reply is, "Hey, look, I'm just moving house. I'll I'll get back to you next week." And uh, the greatest response I got is like one person said to me on Messenger, I'd rather eat glass (laughs) than move house. Sounds like my type of guy. That's that's exactly
0: how I feel about it. That's why like when I moved, I got sold everything and then when I moved back, I had to rebuy everything just because I didn't have to move it.
1: The feedback from uh, your significant other, Hazel, right, was that that was worse because not only did you have to buy new furniture, like so you moved – had to buy new furniture, then had to set up that furniture. So you like added in like flat pack and Ikea and all that into the mix or at least we had stuff, right? So it might have been a, uh, how can I put it, some second-order consequences we may not have considered.
0: The, the worst idea ever. But it comes back to this whole point of people going and jamming like $5,000 worth of second-hand furniture into a storage unit and spending $5,000 on storage and I'm just like, I don't want to be that guy. I'd much prefer other people to make the most out of it. But more importantly, Charlie, like – it is interesting when we think about this concept of moving. It's not just "hey, you've moved." It's, it's actually this overarching kind of theme of like why moving actually might be the best option for you, right? And so, like, I always look at moving as, to your point, a pain in the neck that people don't want to do. They enjoy being on autopilot because they have their routine routines. They know the school that their kids are going to. They know where they're going to get the coffee from. They know where the milk bar is. They know where Woolworths, et cetera. But why could it actually be the best option for people in those scenarios to do? Well
1: was a very dangerous word, Grant. And I know it's a word that scares the life out of both of us. And that's comfortable. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of people get too comfortable in life and then they just stop growing. Mm-hmm. right so it's like you get into your habits your routine and then you build up excuses and beliefs and just bed them in and like you just hit a ceiling and then like that's it so um i'll give you a bit of an example here is like you know as you uh get older for a lot of people the idea become of moving becomes harder so right now it's just you and hazel right you guys have not a huge amount of furniture until recently like, right yeah Now we do. moving places is, is reasonably easier task now, as soon as you throw into the mix like kids, family, schools, uh, older parents who maybe need some support, things like that, the whole idea of moving becomes harder. And maybe you've got a, a job as well in a location, so you throw all of that in, and then the idea of moving becomes like it's a the bar gets high, gets really really high. But that's also why I think it's so dangerous because when better opportunities come up in people's lives that maybe they do need to move for. It's so easy to just say no to that. Like, ah, oh, what a great opportunity, but, but I couldn't move. Mm. I, but the, kid, the kids are in school, Grant. The kids are in school. I can't deal with moving them.
0: <laughs> it needs to stay as it is. It, but I, always, I also look at it from the other side of the fence of what – it's almost like if you don't understand the opportunities that you're being missed, it's, it still kind of validates just staying in place, right, because you just didn't know what you missed, well, and so, my I've favorite always,
1: savings. My fa- and I'm sorry to cut you off, but my favorite saying is like, if you want to have what others don't, you have to be willing to do what others want.
0: And that that's exactly right. And so, and I always find it funny. So when we invest money or build our businesses, we're dealing with dollars, which is the greatest feedback system because it's like, well, you made money and then you spent money, and that's why you don't have any left. And you go, well, I can fix that. But when you're living in a place and you don't know the opportunities that you've missed because they never shot across your desk because you just weren't there. It's like, there is no feedback mechanism for that. There is no way to go, oh man, I could have done a better, I could have had a better business or I could have had better business partners or I could have had better clients or otherwise because you just never knew. And this is exactly why, like, um, I tell everybody. So I moved to the Philippines for like seven years and I traveled around Europe, traveled around Asia, just met different people, looked for different opportunities, went outside of my comfort zone. I lived across the Eastern Seaboard of Australia over the last year. Like, it was all about going, is there somewhere better? <laughs> Where are the best opportunities? How can I be uncomfortable? and look for other things that we just don't do in my little sort of bubble of Melbourne, for example. And so it's like, it's really trying to get beyond that view of, um, or maybe I just enjoy going to the same cafes and sort of come stale and just being comfortable with being uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, so I'll dig into this one a little bit further. So I'll tell the story. I think it's helpful for people. Um, When Bianca and I had Jack, one of the decisions we made was to move closer to family to do the family experience. So based on feedback from other people in our lives and uh, just what we viewed as a good idea is like when you have a newborn being close to parents and other family, like it's a very family-oriented time. Now, uh, my family lives in the suburbs on the Mornington Peninsula, I'll just say I won't give away areas right now. And we moved down to there when Jack was born. And do you know what? Great decision. Being near family when we had uh, a little baby, so good and so many precious memories. The downside of that is that if I looked to the uh, amount of, let's say, business owners that are in that area doing things that we're doing, it's quite low in comparison that what would be towards Melbourne CBD. So just purely on like population and then also just like different things like the business owners down there, many talented business owners, I will say as well, many very successful ones, but just the volume of that and even the type of that compared to other areas of Australia in general, very, very different. So that was kind of the trade-off we made. The other one was uh, facilities. So when you move to, a let's just say, a more suburban place is like, well, you know, things close it early. There's not as many things or, that are there. And you kind of have to drive everywhere as well, I will mention. like you re- I really noticed that was another thing that came through with it. Now, that was all good. And I'll tell you what, even like a huge win during the lockdowns of Melbourne, because we actually had a really nice property and space and plenty of parks and things. So we, we did kind of get a win out of that as well. That was really good. But there's always a bug, Grant. Always. I was waiting for it. Yeah, so now we're kind of post that and uh, I think anyone who's been on the email list, hint, hint, if you're not on the email list, probably get on the email list. I write a lot of emails. Uh, But the point being is I've been writing in the emails just like in the last, I'll say, I'll just say for this year that since we've moved into, I'll say a post-pandemic or different environment. And what I really mean is that things are opened up. I realize Hmm. the nature of what is going on is still going on in the world and all the rest of it. Things have started to fire up again. Hmm like people are coming out and like the business populu- pop uh, sorry business population in Victoria is started to thrive again in a really big way and opportunities and deals like i'm becoming well and truly aware of and suddenly my lack of proximity towards that has been very noticeable where i'm looking at it now and like i'm going hey like i, I don't get me wrong i'm having a good time in the suburbs but there are opportunities to be in rooms be at certain mastermind events partake and be closer to people who are achieving things more like the things I want to achieve and I'm not doing it yeah
0: I liken it to people running towards or the just the opportunity it doesn't even need to be oh I'm going to move to Sydney because I've got a new job in Sydney right like I see this as are there to your point there are potentially more business owners to network with closer to a CBD potentially there are more other sort of investment opportunities or people doing similar things within a CBD, for example, like Melbourne, in your case. And, and I was looking at over in the States where people flocked towards like Silicon Valley, like all tech guys to say, I'm going to head towards Silicon Valley. Now they're all heading towards Austin. And interestingly enough, Charlie, if we weren't sort of doing the stuff that we do together, uh, one of the things that was on my list with Hazel was actually going to Austin, Texas for like a year or two, because that's like the tech hub. Um, since I And that was prior to me sort of getting out of like software and doing all that kind of fun stuff. Um, why? Dude, the opportunities. Imagine imagine the business owners, imagine the conversations they're having, imagine the meetups, imagine the masterminds, all these things. And just being in and amongst, amongst that is just infectious because it's so easy to jump and have a coffee with a founder that if you're in like the rural Australia, you're just never going to get those conversations. Even to the extent that last night, I didn't realize that there was actually a meetup with a, a guy business owners a group of business owners that i catch up with regularly and i got a whatsapp from one of my mates at like six six thirty going are you going to come down to seven and i'm like ah oh yeah well and it was like a five minute walk (laughs) and so i'm like i can take advantage of these opportunities because they're available to me because they're in close proximity and people will come into the city and for people who don't know i actually live in melbourne cbd um, and they would just just message me, hey, I'm in the city, let's catch up. Or, hey, I'm, I've got time for a coffee between it. And it's just these encounters where people know that I can be available in order to have those conversations. that just open me up to opportunities where in like the, the pandemic, you will, everyone was like Zoom based, but now people need that face-to-face. They're like, I want to be out and about. I need to see people. So now everyone's like, hey, who's around? Who can I talk to?
1: I, I, I think need's a strong word there. I think that there's still plenty of opportunity online. I really do. But I would say this is like an additive. This is like an extra. So it's a a whole uh, different opportunity that uh, exists. And like being able to seize it. And I know we've said opportunity like 4,000 times, but I'll uh, reframe this one of going, it's the opportunity cost in not being able to see these things that goes unmeasured. And I think for many business owners, they're looking at what they're doing and like they can, you know, I did this activity, it led to this. We did this job, it led to this. But like how different would it be if like once a week you went out for dinner with a group of very talented business owners? If you add that into your week, what would fall with the fruits of that? If you're missing out on that every week, is your trajectory really as good as you would think it is? So it's a, it's a massively uh, interesting idea and I think it's imperative. And I will also mention I, I moved to Brighton in Victoria, which is like not far from you at all. Actually, I think we're about 15 yes. minutes away now, maybe. Yep. Which was my reason number two is that we're doing a huge amount of stuff with full stack and in business and um, adding in in person for business is actually a massive additive for what we do as well. So it's enhancing the work we're currently doing as well. So maybe people listening at the moment would think if you're doing the whole virtual thing, which um, again, I've done for many, many years and successfully at it, there are still advantages and collaborations at things that come from in person that you might be able to sprinkle in or do differently.
0: Yeah. And, and I will add sort of one point to the top of this, by the way, even to the extent that I'll be at your house in a couple of hours time <laughs> to collaborate on more things. Um the people that are around you, like I know that you mentioned that you're in Brighton. Uh, I'm in in the city, um, but like when I was up in Gold Coast, living up there for a bit, uh, you know what I got pulled into very much so it was fitness. Everyone around me is fitness. <laughs> Everybody's out running. Everybody looks fit, etc. So the environment was just infectious. And so if you're in an environment with people who are crushing it, or and Brighton's a great example of this. Like, do you reckon that there's The the network in Brighton versus like somewhere that's quite a few hours away, like if you're going to a cafe, what kind of people are you going to run into?
1: You're going to be running into other people who have similar aspirations, similar views. So this isn't a guess for me. Like I actually lived here many years ago and like it was a massive enhancement on business in all honesty, like and opportunity. I couldn't believe what a difference it made to live in an area where there was, again, key thing more people doing and achieving the things that I want to achieve with my life. Yep. And so when I put myself into that environment, like I got massive wins in that area. So this is more like I knew I, I knew the opportunity cost <clears throat> was real and existed based on prior experience, which is why I was so for doing it again.
0: Yeah. And the the thing that I always look at is like what's, what's the risk? And so the risk is like obviously if you – if you move out of a place and sell a house and buy a new place in a new new area and things like that, like the the risk is obviously a bit high because, hey, if you don't like it, you're going to have to try and sell a house, etc. But like for Hazel and I, like we went, we lived in Rosemary and Sydney, we did Gold Coast, we did Noosa, just to see what it was like. We lived out of Airbnbs and got short, short-term rentals just to see what it was like. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I love Sydney, maybe I love Gold Coast. And so for people listening, like, What's the worst thing that could happen, Charlie? Like, imagine you see this and you're like, "Oh well, actually, this, and I don't think this is going to be ha- happen. Actually, this is a backward step. This didn't open the opportunities. It's actually a worse environment, and it actually didn't happen. Okay, move again." Like. <laughs> it's not these things aren't cemented in they're not there forever right like you can reverse this you can go another area you can go and move so it's like okay sure it's it's a little bit of frustration with moving kids to different schools and moving partners and maybe if if your partner works like physically in a spot like you have to consider these areas but the risk versus reward ratio is so much more in the pros column than there is in the cons column that's for sure
1: wholeheartedly agree and I'll even go further into your point there it's like it's that high bar again of moving it I think the biggest risk uh, in my case anyway was like uh partner unhappiness mm. so I think the thing is like pretend this uh, me moving to Brighton was a really good thing for me and my life suddenly gets awesome but if your partner her, uh, her or whoever your partner's is life, Degrades, So they that would be a risk that I think you really have to consider. Mm. Now, uh, I don't think that's going to happen in my circumstance, <laughs> but that is something I would wait if I was looking at that decision. But th- I really want to jump into this next point, though, because I know I've got other topics to cover. So this is like we've pretty much opened up with the idea of talking about, you know, curating your surroundings, making sure you're in an environment where you have the chance of being successful, being near people that are doing and achieving the things you want to achieve. Like, if I wanted to be a, a fitness influencer, I would move to the Gold Coast because that's I, where it is.
0: I'd tell everybody to as well.
1: Yeah. But the next point here, and this is like I had a bit of a like sobering moment, I won't lie. Um, one of the things when I was thinking about why moving to seize this opportunity would be a really good thing was that, you know, right now I'm the one making decisions, or I should say me and Bianca are the ones making decisions about what Jack's opportunities are. Mm. So, like, uh, we're about to put Jack into Kinder and I'm like – this is Jack's first mastermind, right? He's going to be influenced by the other kids. He's going to make friends. He's going to be around their parents. He's going to be around all these things. And I'm like, am I putting Jack into the best possible environment for him to be successful or the best opportunity? I can't guarantee his success. I'm not trying to force an agenda or view on him, but like as a parent, I think that you sit there and you go, we all want the best for our kids. We all want to – do the things um, that we can to give them the best shot at becoming the best they can in life, whatever that looks like. And I I had to ask myself, I'm like, am I doing that or am I taking the comfortable easy option of being around family right now? Mm. And um, I I, I really kind of hit me, I won't lie, this is one – you know when you have those moments and it's like, whoa, kind of like you you step back for, for a second? Yeah. And I came to the conclusion that I was taking the easy path based on family. And again, I love my family dearly. I'm not against them, rather than what might be the best opportunity for Jack to succeed. Mm. And I'm also, this is the second level of that, is um, anyone who's got kids will tell you it's they don't do what you tell them to do, they do what you do. Yeah. So if Jack sees dad taking it easy, getting it comfortable, not forcing himself to grow, not winning in business and uh, really uh, shaping up to do the best he can in life. Well, is Jack going to follow suit? Yeah. So I was, again, I was like, and, and when that was in, I was like, that's it. We're moving. <laughs> we're up. <laughs> let's rip up these
0: roots. Let's, let's leave. It was to that point, funnily enough, like thinking about moving for for Jack and if you guys potentially have another child in the future, like I was even talking to a guy that I went through university and I studied entrepreneurship, so he's another business owner, um, who lives in the same town that I actually grew up in and my mum is a teacher of said town, so I introduced them. Uh, and interestingly enough, he cared so much about the school as being a mastermind for his child that he was interviewing five different schools in the area just to make sure that his child went to the right school. Because to your point, the area that you're surrounded in, you just need to make sure you are curating the best environment for the kids to grow up in. And so they went that step further where he thought he was in the area for the best for him and his opportunities. And he's like, now I just don't want to just slap a school that's like super close to us. I'm going. I'm I'm going to find the best one for my child to make sure that they are going where they should be going. Right.
1: So, how much do you believe environment counts here? Like, I, I, honestly believe people can be successful in any environment, but it is the it really seems like this is an easy win for a lot of people. Like, how how would you weight it, environment as a factor versus, let's say, genetics?
0: Yeah, uh, it is interesting because we uh, the overused cliche is that we're made up of the five people that we that we surround ourselves with, or the five people closest to us in our network. And I see that environment is really that. Like in a previous episode, we spoke about partners who's like one of those five. But the surrounding yourself with, it's not just a friend that you had in high school that you talk to like every, once every three months. It's who do you continually catch up with? Who do you talk about those deep things? And I always find the proximity creates the conversations because you're going to catch up with them for dinner because it's not like, it's not laborsome. You and I can have a phone call. And be like, hey, do you want to do dinner? We're like, yep, yeah, cool. No worries at all. And 10 minutes later, we're having dinner. Right, where if you're outside of that proximity, um, like as much as people have done it over the last couple of years with shared dinners over Zoom calls, they're just not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> so having the coffee, having the dinner, having all of those things, I think that is the key part that I will add to my waiting. But I, I believe that being comfortable with being uncomfortable to create that environment around you is just as important as having a partner that supports you in your business journey and investment journey, because you are looking around you as the basis of the possibility of success. Like you're sitting in Brighton, one of the most expensive suburbs in Victoria, I will argue, and you're walking around seeing other highly successful people. Like (laughs) if you are not at the similar level, you will be asking, hey, like, how did you get there? What are you doing? You'll always have that drive. You'll always have that reminder, that thing to say, "Hey, I am uncomfortable here because I'm not at the same level, so I'm going to start pushing." Did see a new thing. Lambo yesterday?
1: Did <laughs> see of a course. New Lambo.
0: Did. It was probably your next door <laughs> neighbour, but this is
1: the thing, right? It's, no, it's not. It's not about. I don't like. It's not about the cars, right? It's not about the cars. I don't. want I don't <laughs> always don't want to put that in, but it is. It is ironic, nonetheless.
0: But how many? So here we go. How many? property investors or people who have got businesses or otherwise do you think exist in Brighton versus uh, a rural Victorian sort of town?
1: Yeah, significant. Yeah. It would be 10x compared to where <laughs> I was. And so just like the environment just brushing the shoulders <laughs> and just going,
0: oh, what are you doing? Hey, man, I've seen you here twice. Like, what do you get up to? <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on my soapbox, Charlie. Like, get me off. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I will leave it. We'll leave this topic on this one here. I just think if you're a business owner, just ask yourself this one single question Are you in the location and proximity to the place where you have the chance of being the most successful in your life? And if the answer is no, really consider moving, really consider it. Where is the opportunity sitting?
0: Yeah. All right, Charlie, let's wrap this one up.
1: So, for everyone tuning in, be
0: sure to check out for upcoming episodes. And also, if you're not already, make sure that you're on the newsletter. The newsletter is designed to enhance your full stack of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. So, head over to fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter to go and put in your details. And if you did enjoy this episode and you actually are thinking about moving or shuffling things around... Make sure that you do share it to your significant other, to family members, to other people in business to say, is this a thought that we should be thinking about? And I just want to say thank you again for joining us. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.